Thank you for joining us today for this life-changing message from River of Life. If you are ever in our area, we would love for you to join us. For more information, click the link down below or download our app in the App Store under ROL Crawfordville. Now, let's join Senior Pastor Henry Jones as he teaches from the Word of God. Well, I'm glad to be here. Wow, this is a good-looking congregation. I'm telling you, you guys are beautiful. You, you know, everybody looks better in the presence of the Lord. You, you and I should stay real close. Just saying. Oh, goodness. I, I, we heard the announcement, but I want to uh, remind you that tomorrow night at 7 o'clock, we will be having a church-wide prayer service right here. Uh, this will be our third one. The first two have been absolutely outstanding. And I've reminded our people on Monday night that prayer can do anything God can do. Because God can do anything. And prayer knows no limits because God knows no limits. And, and I would say that the modern day church, if we had to pick one area where the church is weak, it would be in the area of prayer. And so I want to encourage you to be back here tomorrow night. No teaching, no preaching. We're just going to pray. And how powerful that is when we do that. Through the years, I've heard hundreds, and that's no exaggeration, I've heard hundreds of dreams. People have come to me and said, I had a dream. I want to share a dream with you. And very few of them do I remember. But there's one dream that a man shared with me that stands out above and beyond all the others. And I've never been able to get away away from it. Uh, This man told me that he had a dream that he died and he went to heaven. And it was time for him to stand before the judgment of God. And he said he was standing in a line. And you know how dreams are. Sometimes you just know things and you don't know how you know them. But he said as he was standing in the line, he realized that he had a box in his hand. And somehow he knew that the sum total of his life was in that box. And one by one, he watched people as they stood before the Lord and presented their lives, which was in the box they held. And as he heard the people in front of him share their story and their lives, he said, I started feeling a lot better about myself. Because everyone in front of me, I realized that I was better than them. That I had done more than them. That I had accomplished more than them. And he said, by the time I stood before the Lord God Almighty, he said, I was standing pretty tall. And then he said, he stepped up and said, he held out the box that represented his life. And he said, it was silent for a moment. He didn't say anything and God didn't say anything. And then he said, all of a sudden, this hand, bigger than anything he could imagine, 
this huge hand came from the throne of God and it came around and it hit the box. And he said the box went hurtling out through space. And then he said he looked and God said to him, not good enough. Not good enough. With my words today, I'll paint a pretty sad picture, but hold on, we'll get to the good stuff by the end of the message. But here's the truth, friends. Here's the truth, the sad truth, the devastating truth for some of us, maybe even all of us. We are not good enough. Nothing we've ever done has been good enough. Nothing we will ever do will be good enough. In fact, we are incapable of being good enough. I, I, I could go beyond that. It's not, you just take the enough off. We're incapable of being good. Now, now the words we use, uh, the way we use the word good is different from the way the Bible uses the word good. In Mark 10, 18... It says, and Jesus said to them, why do you call me good? No one is good except God alone. And we know from the testimony, the personal testimony of the Apostle Paul, that he used his own life as an example to drive home this point. In Romans seven eighteen, he said, for I know that nothing good dwells in me. That is in my flesh. For I have the desire to do what is right, but not the ability to carry it out. Wow, I don't know about you, but I identify with that. My goodness. Not good enough. As this man shared his dream with me, the moment he said that, immediately I knew that what he had heard in his dream, I had heard in my spirit when I read the Word of God many times. Because that's exactly what the Bible teaches. It's one of the major themes in Scripture. Isaiah 64, 6 says, We have all become like one who is unclean. And all our righteous deeds are like a polluted garment. We all fade like a leaf and our iniquities like the wind take us away. Well, that's a pretty sad picture, isn't it? Romans 3.23 says, For all have sinned and fall short of the glory of God. Not some, not most, but all. Romans 3.10 says, As it is written, there is none righteous, no, not one. And Isaiah 53.6 says, All we like sheep have gone astray. We've all done that which was right in our own eyes. And this is one of those themes in the Bible where the Old Testament and the New Testament says exactly the same thing. None of us are good enough. I don't care what you may think of yourself. It doesn't matter what people have told you. It doesn't matter how many times somebody has patted you on the back and told you how wonderful you are. Not good enough. That's the truth. 
It's worse than that. We're just getting to the bad part. It's a lot worse than that. Because when you dig into scriptures, you find things like this. Uh, Proverbs 28, 26. He who trusts in his own heart is a... Well, that's strong language, isn't it? Have you ever noticed that the Bible does not mind insulting us? And driving home the point. Listen to Jeremiah 17, 9. The heart is deceitful above all things. And desperately wicked, who can know it? Now hold on, did you really listen and see what I just read? The heart is deceitful above all things. Do you know that the one thing that has the ability to deceive you greater than anything else in the world is your own heart? Your heart is desperately wicked, the Bible says. Our our hearts will, will deceive us. And it says, above all things. And it is desperately wicked. So, now here's what we know. According to the Bible, we've all sinned. We have a sinful nature. We're not good enough. And the most dangerous and deadly thing for us in the whole world is our own hearts. I told you I was going to paint a dark picture, didn't I? You see, friends, our hearts will convince us that we are good when we are not. That we are right when we are wrong. That we are in the will of God when we're not even close. Our hearts will convince us that we are justified when we are condemned. And our hearts will convince us that we are on the way to heaven. While in reality we are on our way to hell. Don't you wish you would stayed home today? (laughs) Wow. This is bad news. This is not good enough. This is no way we can be good enough. And, and, and I'm telling you, friends, we have to make a choice. And it's very important that we make this choice. Will we believe the Word? Or will we believe the world? Will we believe what the Word of God says? Or will we believe what the world says and the world teaches? Because in preparation for this message, I really did some deep research. And I looked up books and read articles and, and tried to figure out what does the world teach. And friends, that's not what the world teaches. This is what the world teaches. Love yourself. The world teaches accept yourself. Believe in yourself. Trust yourself. This is what the world teaches. The the world says that you're not just good enough, but you are more than good enough. You see, in these books that I read, in the articles I read, basically the teaching is this. There is something within all of us that is inherently good, and all you have to do is dig deep and find it and believe it and trust it and be who you are, and you'll find fulfillment and happiness. 
You see, those two views are diametrically opposed. You cannot believe both of them. You cannot. You'll believe one or you'll believe the other. And, and I tell you, if you know your Bible at all, you cannot fall for some of this stuff that we're being taught in the realm of the world. Let me just, let me just share some of them with you. These are some direct quotes. I do not have to be perfect to be wonderful. I'm wonderful. You're wonderful. Right? That's what the world teaches. How about, how about this one? The goal is to be more in love with you than you were yesterday. Here's another one. You're your own teacher. Give yourself some extra credit. I just, I won't be honest with you, friends. If I'm my own teacher, I'm in trouble. And if you're your own teacher, you're in trouble. This stuff is, is foolishness. You were born to be real, not be perfect. Just be real. That's who you are. And listen to this, and this is amazing. Love is an inside job. You don't need God. You don't need me. You don't need anybody else. Just love yourself. It's an inside job. It's not your job to be like me. That's my job. One article said, how about this one? Laugh your way to self-love. Let's just all start laughing. Did it work? No. No, laugh your way to self-love. Here's another one. Loving yourself isn't vanity, it's sanity. Yeah. If you're infatuated with yourself, if you love yourself, if you'll pay attention to yourself, if you'll believe in yourself, if, if you'll make your life all about you, that's not vanity, that's sanity. This is crazy stuff. And here's one. Don't doubt yourself. That's what haters are for. <laughs> and, and boy, that one's got some deep meaning to it. Because that's what the world teaches. Anything that's intolerant is hatred. And, and, and if you don't, you know, if, if you speak negatively about anybody or anything else, that's, that's hatred. And, and that's, that's crazy. But believe it or not, one book, use the cookie monster to drive home the point. I re- this is it. Read the quote. Today, me will live in the moment unless it's unpleasant. In which case, me will eat a cookie. And what the whole point of it was to say, we need to be more like the cookie monster. If you're doing something you don't like, if you're doing something that's unpleasant, if you're doing something that doesn't feel good, just quit and go get a donut or a cookie. Just don't, don't let life get you down. This is elementary. It's crazy. 
A psychiatrist by the name of Thomas Anthony Harris wrote a bestseller entitled, I'm okay, you're okay. The book encourages an optimistic outlook on life being positive and and self-acceptance. Oh, friends, if you will just accept yourself for who you are and accept others for who they are, everything will be fine. I'm okay, you're okay. Sounds good, doesn't it? Now, think about this just for a moment. The Bible has all this terrible stuff to say about our condition. And the world has all this good sounding good stuff to say about who we are. Which one is true? Which which one? Why would you choose the bad over the good? And I'll tell you why, friends. Because the bad news is good and the good news is bad. Let me explain it to you. The bad news is telling you the truth about who you are. And when you realize the truth of who you are, it'll get you to a place where you can meet the one who can change your life for not just forever, but for all of eternity. And the good news will get you so far away from God that you would never call upon his name because it's all about self-awareness and who you are. And so the bad news is good and the good news is bad. Oh, friends. So, Not good enough? What do we do? Well, when you realize, and I believe, and we can talk to some of the theologians in this church, and and we can chew on this for a while, but I believe it's impossible to get saved until you really understand how lost and undone you are without Christ. Nobody struts their way into the presence of God or into salvation. We crawl in. In repentance, bowing ourselves before Him. So when you realize how undone, how lost you are without Christ, it, it puts you in a situation where you can meet Him and get to know Him and walk with Him. And when that happens, everything changes. Let me explain it this way. I, I want to I give you a math test this morning. I want to see how smart you are in math. I was pretty good in math. Not so good in English, but I was good in math. So you're ready? Here's what we're going to do. I'm going to give you two numbers. I want you to add those numbers together. And then I'm going to say equals. And I want to see how fast you can give me the answer. Are you ready? When I say equals, you're going to give me the answer. Zero plus one million equals. You guys are smart. How about this? Zero plus 10 million equals. Zero plus 100 million equals. One more. Nothing plus everything equals. Oh, one more time. Nothing plus everything equals everything. Yes, it does. It does. And you see, even though that I, we realize, I realize this, you real, I am nothing. I'm a zero. I'm undone. I'm not good enough. When Jesus Christ comes into the equation of my life, my nothingness gives way to His everything. And all of a sudden, this individual, I'm talking about myself now, all of a sudden, this individual who's not good enough, 
is walking with Christ and all the promises of God are yea and amen in Him to the glory of God. It changes my status completely. If you please, you go from being a zero to a hero. Yes, yes. The Bible's got some bad stuff to say about us, but boy, it gets us to the place where we can meet Him. Can I just throw a lot of Scripture at you this morning? The, the Word... Somebody asked me one time, uh, which was more important, what the Word says or what you have to say about the Word? Ooh, that hurt, didn't it? We know which one's more important. So let me just throw some Scripture at you. Just listen at this. If you know Christ, you're going to rejoice in this Scripture. If you don't know Christ, it's going to make you want to know Him. So... <clears throat> Here goes. God resists the proud, but He gives grace to the humble. Blessed are the poor in spirit, for theirs is the kingdom of heaven. Repent therefore and be converted that your sins may be blotted out, that times of refreshing may come from the presence of the Lord. For whosoever shall call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. And though your sins be as scarlet, they shall be as white as snow. And though they be red like crimson, they shall be as wool. And if you be willing and obedient, you'll eat of the good of the land. If we confess our sins, He's faithful and just to forgive us our sins and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. And listen, praise the Lord. Thank you for that clap over there. If any man be in Christ, he is a new creature, a new creation. Old things are passed away. Behold, all things have become new. And I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. And all things are possible to those who believe. And nothing is impossible with God. Do you hear what's happening? We've moved from the negative to the positive. We've moved from a state of being without Christ to a state of being with Him. That's what's happening. There is joy, unspeakable, inexpressible, beyond words, and glory in His presence. That's what the Bible teaches us. At His right hand. There are pleasures forevermore. In His presence is fullness of joy. He that's in you is greater than he that's in the world. The gates of hell will not prevail against you. No weapon formed against you will prosper. And you are more than a conqueror through Him that loved you and gave Himself for you. And neither death, nor life, nor angels, nor principalities, nor powers, nor things present, nor things to come, nor height, nor depth, nor any other creature shall be able to separate you from the love of God which is in Christ. Jesus our Lord. And you can resist the devil. And he has to flee from you. And behold I give you authority. Jesus said. To tread on serpents and scorpions. And over all the power of the enemy. And nothing shall by any means hurt you. Do you understand what's happening right now? We're taking the word of God. And verse by verse. We're climbing a ladder as it were. Out of the darkness of defeat. And depression. And loneliness. Into a celestial place. Where people who believe the word of God. Get to walk and talk and live. And celebrate their faith. 
faith. That's what we're doing. God says, I know the plans. I know the plans and the thoughts I have for you. Plans to give you a hope and a future. Friends, I'm not making any of this stuff up. It's right out of the Word of God. He said, I'll never leave you nor forsake you. The Bible says he's a friend that sticks closer than a brother. And the Bible says that though the world be dark and damned and destroyed and getting worse and worse, our Savior said to us, do not fear. Don't be frustrated. In fact, he said, be of good cheer, for I have overcome the world. Oh, praise God. If God be for us. If God be for us. If God be for us. Who can be against us? He that spared not his own son. But delivered him up for us all. How shall he not with him also freely give us all things? No good thing will he withhold from those who walk uprightly with him. And there, Yeah. Come on. I'm glad you're clapping because I need to breathe every now and then. Uh, Somebody needs to hear what I'm about to say. He's the one who can open a prison door and set the captives free. He's the one who can give beauty for ashes, the oil of joy for mourning, and the garment of praise for the spirit of heaviness. He's the one who said, They that wait upon the Lord shall renew their strength. They shall mount up with wings as eagles. They shall run and not grow weary. They shall walk and not faint. Hallelujah. The Lord of hosts is with us. The God of Jacob is our refuge. He's the one who came to bind up our broken hearts. He's our buckler. He's our shield. He's the horn of our salvation. He's our high tower. He's the arm we lean on. He's the rock we stand on. He's the refuge we hide in. He's everything to us. He's everything to us. I am nothing. I am less than nothing. You are nothing without Him. You are less than nothing without Him. You are in total darkness. But when we know Christ, it changes everything. Everything. Yeah, no exaggeration. He, he, he said all things work together for good to those who love God and are the called according to his purpose. Here's a little known verse, but boy, do I love it. It says those who look to him will be radiant and their faces will never be ashamed. Wow, that's good stuff, isn't it? Yeah, let's, let's, let's give it one more run, okay? Alright, so fear not, for I am with you. Be not dismayed, for I am your God. I will strengthen you. Yes, I will help you. I will uphold you with my righteous right hand. Ah, oh, this is good stuff. The Lord is my shepherd. I shall not want. He makes me to lie down in green pastures. He leads me beside the still waters. He restores my soul. He leads me in the paths of righteousness for His name's sake. Yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil. For Thou art with me. Thy rod and Thy staff, they comfort me. Thou preparest a table before me in the presence of my enemies. You anoint my head with oil. My cup runs over. 
Surely goodness and mercy shall follow me all the days of my life. And I will dwell in the house of the Lord forever. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Woo. Hallelujah. Oh, I'm on shouting ground now. Oh, goodness. I, I said one more a while ago. I got to go one more. All right. Jesus said, gee, I'm going to go over here. Jesus said, He that believeth in me, though he were dead, yet shall he live. And he that liveth and believeth in me shall never die. Oh, friends, praise God. I'm not planning on dying. I'm sorry, I'm not planning on dying. I told my doctor that. I don't think he appreciated that. I'm, I'm not planning on dying. No, now one day my spirit will depart from my body. And if you want to call that death, okay, I don't care, but I'm not going to call it death. He said, we'll never die. Child of God, if Jesus lives in you, you're not going to die. You're just going to make your departure. And you're going to probably say hallelujah when you do it too. I'm I'm counting on that. Just think, thanks be to God who gives us the victory through our Lord Jesus Christ. Christ, the Lord himself, listen up, this is yet to come. The Lord himself shall descend from heaven with a shout, with the voice of the archangel and with the trump of God and the dead in Christ will rise first and then those of us who are alive will be caught up together with them in the clouds to meet the Lord in the air and so shall we ever be with the Lord. This is good stuff, isn't it? By the way, we do not yet know what we will be like. But when we see Him, we will be like Him. Alright, hold on, hold on. Let's, let's, one more. Maybe the most important, because we just look to the future. Let's look at right now. Ready for this? This stuff is not written in the Bible. Just so we can read it or study it or even memorize it or quote it. It's written in the Bible for us to believe it. There is therefore now no condemnation to those who are in Christ Jesus. Who walk not after the flesh but after the spirit. For the law of the spirit of life in Christ Jesus has set us free from the law of sin and death. If we believe those scriptures, and by the way, every one of those, that comes right out of the word of God. If we believe that, it changes us. It it means by faith, we believe what the word says, and we live by it, and it changes us. Friends, when you pick your Bible up, listen now. When you pick your Bible up, you are holding in your hand the most negative and the most positive book. That's ever been written. You see without Christ. It's full of gloom and doom and despair and suffering. And heartache and disappointment and failure. And that story 
ends in hell. But with Christ, there's more hope and help and joy and love and victory and comfort than our minds can comprehend. And that story ends in heaven for all of eternity. Oh, my friend. And do you know the only difference between the negative and the positive? There's only one thing. There's only one difference between the negative and the positive in the Word of God. And that is Jesus Christ our Lord. Without Him, no. Negative. With Him, it's positive. And the Bible puts it this way. Christ in you. The hope of glory. Christ in you. The hope of glory. That's it. No more, no less. It's not Jesus plus or Jesus minus. Jesus. It's Jesus. You know, I've thought about man's dream. A lot. It's the one dream I can't get off my mind. And sometimes I see myself standing before the Lord. And I decided. That. I've I've decided I know exactly what I'm going to say when I stand before Almighty God. I want to share it with you today. I know what I'm going to say. And uh, at least I think I know what I'm going to say. I probably won't be able to talk. (laughs) Probably on my face, you know, just, just bawling my eyes out. Can you imagine standing in that holy place? Can you imagine standing before God? But see, I know something about me you don't know. I know me. I know all the mistakes, all the flaws. Well, I probably don't. I know more than I want to know. So what will I say when it's my turn to stand before Him? What will I say? Well, i got to put a pause right there because i got to tell you another story in order to finish this story. I know, I'm sorry, but you wouldn't understand it if I don't tell you this story. So, years ago, I went over to uh, Palatka, Florida, to visit Pastor Coburn, who was pastoring in Palatka. I was going over to preach a service. We've just just been stuck together all these years. Well, the church should pray for you, because you've got to put up with me. (laughs) I'm sorry, I'm sorry. And the older I get, the crazier I get. And so, uh, thank God for a younger mind. But I went over to preach for him, and I got there early. <clears throat> and I checked into a, a motel. And I, I thought, you know what? I'm going to find something on television that will be inspirational so I can listen to it. And get ready for the revival service <clears throat> that we were starting that night. So I turned the television on, and I just went channel, 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 channel. Nothing. And then I found one station that was uh, a worship service. No one was preaching. It was just a worship service. And to be honest with you, when when I turned it on, I didn't like it. But I didn't have any other options. So I thought, well, I'll just sit here and be the judge of what they're doing wrong. Be careful. Sometimes people come to church with that mindset. They don't come to worship. They, don't, they come to see what's wrong, whether they can find fault. 
Do I like the way the pastor twiddles his thumb? <laughs> you know, you, you, you just, you're a fault finder. And that was the way I was that day. I started watching, oh, this is, I don't like this. But I kept watching it. And then they were doing this communion service. I'm serious. And they had the communion supplies. And then they started almost chanting something. And it went like this. This is pretty, almost verbatim. Eternal Father, I offer you the body and the blood of your dearly beloved Son that was given to take away the sins of the world. And they kept saying it over and over and over. Eternal Father, I offer you the body and the blood of your dearly beloved Son. I, I heard that. And I almost turned the tell. Who do they think they are? Their theology is all backward. It's all wrong. Uh, we, don't, we don't give that to God. He gave us His Son. He gave Him to us. And here they are with the audacity to say, I offer you the body and the blood. I meditated on it for a long time. And by the way, friends, if you're really hungry, if, you're, if you hunger to know the truth, the Holy Spirit will speak to you. And the Holy Spirit took me back to the Old Testament and the lamb, the, the sacrificial lambs that were given and the blood that was shed for the remission of sins. And they offered those lambs to God for the remission of their sins. And since we know that that all pointed to the time when Christ would come, are you with me? That when Jesus came, he was the Lamb of God. He was sent from God. And then I got it. And then I got it. God gave us his only begotten son as the sacrificial lamb. And he gave us this perfect sacrifice. Because you and I have nothing to sacrifice that would get us into the presence of God. And I found myself over and over saying, Eternal Father, I offer you the body and the blood of your dearly beloved Son. I have nothing to offer apart from that. There is nothing in me that would get your attention. Jesus said, no man can come to the Father except by me. It is through the body and the blood of our Savior that we even have an audience with God. Are you listening to me today, friends? If you need to give your heart to Jesus, maybe you've tried over and over again. If you'll take your focus completely off yourself and you'll come to this altar and you will offer to Him something that He gave you to give back to Him. If you offer to Him the body and the blood of His dearly beloved Son, you'll have an audience with God. Some of you tried to get saved, but it just didn't work. And you just kind of keep hanging around. Oh, it's time to get saved and save good, as one of our brothers says. And you do that through the body. If you want to, re- if you want to rededicate your life, you do it through the body and the blood of the Lord Jesus Christ. If you want a deeper walk with God, you do it through the body and the blood of His only begotten, dearly beloved. Son, we have nothing else to offer. Years ago, I 
was having a spiritual experience. It was what somebody might call an epiphany. And during that experience, I made this statement. I said, God, if you'll give me the strength, I'll make a commitment. And I felt like God laughed at me. We're not good at keeping commitments, are we? We don't need to turn over a new leaf, do we? We don't need to straighten up and do better, do we? We need a complete transformation. A complete salvation. A complete regeneration. That's what we need. And that's what He offers. I accept the negative because it gets me to a place where I know He's the one positive that can change my life completely. Would you bow with me, please? With your heads bowed and your eyes closed. Is the Lord speaking to you? Oh, friends, I'm here to tell you that without Christ, we are nothing. With Him, all of eternity and the glories of God open up to us. I know one day when I stand before the Lord, if I can speak at all, I'm going to say, I I have nothing to offer except the body and the blood of your dear Son. That's it. I put my faith in the body and the blood of your dear Son, the Lamb of God. Oh, friends, God's speaking to you today. Would you make a decision? Would you let this be the day that you take your eyes completely off yourself and put them on Christ? Father, bless us now to make decisions in keeping with the leadership of your Holy Spirit. Move in this house, Lord. I pray lives will be rededicated. I I pray, Father, souls will be saved. I pray that you'll do what only you can do in our hearts and lives. And Lord, we come to you through the body and the blood of our dear Savior. In Jesus' name, amen. Would you stand with me, please? Thank you again for listening to this message from River of Life. If this message has touched you today, or if you need someone to pray with, please contact us at 850-926-1200 or email us at info at rolcrawfordville.com. We also want to encourage you to visit us this Sunday morning at 1030 a.m. in Crawfordville. Please visit us online at rolcrawfordville.com for more information and directions.